We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Happy day, happy brunch day, happy Sunday, happy (laughs) fill-in-the-blank day, because it's time for Brunch Talk, brought to you by The Dateable Podcast. Happy date day. Yeah, that works. You know, that's (laughs) right. You don't have to be listening to this on a Sunday, although we always love it when you're, you know, we've heard this from a few people, that they're almost like having brunch with us. That's what a (laughs) bunch of people have said, that they put Brunch Talk on, make their breakfast, and it's like chatting with girlfriends without leaving your house. That's the best. And spending $16 on an avocado toast. I'm just saying. Inflation. (laughs) (laughs) This seems like a win-win right now. I know. Well, maybe you should be with real people in real life. We're not saying don't do that. <laughs> it can be an addition to that. It's good, though, because we're helping you set an intention mm-hmm. for this brunch, whether you're with people or not, because the intention is based around the question and helps you focus in on this issue at hand. I always think intentions are good for get togethers. You know, like it's nice yeah. to get together with friends and talk about what's going on. But if you come in with an intention, a focused theme, if you will, it does make Make the conversation better. Oh my God, UA, when we meet up, do you have like this idea of how you want it to go in your head? Yes. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. I recently tried this with a few okay. people and it does really well. It's like, okay, we're getting together for dinner, let's say. And yeah, we're going to catch up, but there's been something on my mind and I'm going to bring up this theme of your eight-year-old self. See where it goes. Mm. See where the conversation goes. So you don't tell them ahead of time. It's more just in your mind. Yeah, it's more I have the agenda. Yes. (laughs) You're not like, okay, (laughs) text string, group chat. We're going for brunch. We're talking about eight-year-old self. Where were you? That'd be kind of weird. I have recently started giving people homework before meeting up. Oh, my God. Stop. (laughs) Yep. 
Because when we were watching the one that got away on Amazon Prime, I was meeting up with a few girlfriends and I gave them the assignment of watching at least the first two episodes so we can discuss. That's not terrible. When you said homework, I was like, oh my God, what are you making these people do? Like write a biography before arriving? Yes. She's like, I make them listen to 20 dateable episodes before I do. Before I meet anyone. I won't talk to you. Where do you think our ratings are coming from? (laughs) They're assigned to my poor friends. Single-handedly going out every night of the week trying to recruit people. I see how it is. This is good. This is good. I applaud that. (laughs) Right? It's a win-win situation. They learn something new and then we get the listens. It's perfect. <laughs> Anyways, well, if you haven't yet, share this with a friend. That's your plug. You guys can like sync it and go to brunch together, but at your own mm. places with us. Oh, by the way, you know how we mentioned Maggie a few weeks ago? I got to read this. Did she reach out? Do you remember we talked about how we OG went, we did a contest. This was, I think, what was it, like 2017? Yeah. We started this in 2016, the podcast. It was like early on. Yes. And we were talking about her. We were talking about uh, how (laughs) we had this winner. Yeah, so we had this contest, and the winner got to take a friend to brunch with us and hang out with us. Yep, and we talked about it on a recent brunch talk, and she wrote in, she wrote, I'm still dating and listening. The sweat Ah! emoji, the like little, you know, smiley face with the drop coming down. Three of them. Thanks for brunch so long ago. Oh, (laughs) Maggie. Good memory. We said that we would give you a shout out, and here it is. Oh my gosh, (laughs) thanks for sticking with us. Still there. Yes, yes. I love it. I hope you're still enjoying brunch. That was a really memorable (laughs) day. It was. It was really fun. It was such a good time. Another memorable day is right now as we dive into this brunch talk question. We're going to create some memories. (laughs) The question for this episode is, what is the line between giving people a chance and filtering out people who are not right for you? And then more info that we got from this listener. I tend to lose interest after the second date, but I feel like I should give everyone a chance. When should I follow my gut versus keep chugging along? Losing interest after the second date sounds like a self-fulfilling prophecy. (laughs) Like you are just waiting, thinking, oh, we're now on our second date. I just know it. I'm probably going to lose interest. And of course, it's going to happen. Dating is a discovery process instead of an assessment process. But I think so many of us go into dating with an assessment process. The first two dates, you're not going to know if this is your person or not. I'm sorry. Even the first three dates or four dates, it takes a really long time to figure out if this person is right for you for the long term. But in those first couple dates, you'll know if you want to keep hanging out with them. We use the example of inviting people to your house party. You're not going to marry everybody that comes to your house party, but you enjoy their company. So you invite them. The really only rule of thumb here is by the second date, do I still want to keep inviting this person to my house party? I think so many of us have been through this where you feel like you lose interest because you're like, I don't see future potential with 
this person. But please have us in the back of your mind saying, you don't know by the second date. You don't know. Do you enjoy hanging out with this person? The time spent is more important than assessing this person for future potential. Yeah. And it's really important too. like, what are your patterns? And this is going to be different for every single person. Is it that you go into the first date thinking that it's more like a meet and greet and the second date is when you're expecting the chemistry or the connection? If that's the case, maybe you're putting too much pressure on the second date. Or maybe, you know, we've heard this before that people are a little more lenient about the date talk and the conversation Mm -hmm. not being riveting on the first date. But then when the second date rolls around, they become more skeptical. So I think taking inventory of what your expectations are, I can even hear it by saying like the second date, we hold so much weight to these arbitrary milestones. So definitely look at like, what are your expectations? So that's first and foremost. Second, you know, like you were saying, UA, dating does take time. So this is such an existential crisis, though, because I do feel like you can't force something that's not there. So my take is, did you have a good enough time? Am I attracted enough? And that Mm -hmm. sounds really kind of shitty in a way, like I'm only gonna go for the bare minimum. But that isn't what we're saying here. Like if you're not attracted at all, and you can never see yourself kissing this person or being with them, then you don't need to keep going out with them. Like you're just wasting your time and theirs. Like they don't want to be with you either. (laughs) Like how horrible would that be, right? To be with someone that's just like, oh, well, I should give them a second chance, but I'm wildly unattracted to them. I wouldn't want to keep dating that person. Let that person go. Same with conversation. Am I having a good enough time? Or am I looking at my phone every minute to see what time it is? And when can I get the fuck out? Very different situations. (laughs) I've been on those dates before. I've definitely been on those dates. And I'm like, oh my God, is this going to keep going? Need to exit ASAP. You should not go on another date with that person. Like, again, don't put yourself through misery. But if you enjoy their company, you find them attractive, but you're not head over heels falling for them keep going. At least that's my kind of gut check. What I also sense in this question is burnout. Yeah. If you're giving everybody a chance to go on a second date, then you're probably going on too many second dates. Yes. With people who are not right for you. That's probably why you feel like this is a pattern because you're going on too many of those dates. If we can do more of the filtering up front that's in the messaging, that's in the video calls or even a phone call, then you'll spend less time going on these in-person dates, which are draining if you're with the wrong person. That is the ultimate barometer, right? Haven't you ever been on a date with somebody you just feel like your entire body is drained and depleted after that date? That's a bad sign. But you probably could have avoided this encounter if you had filtered more up front. I'm so glad you said that because I do think when people feel like they should give people a chance, be more open, it's interpreted as let's go on 100 dates and just keep giving anyone a chance and not really filtering. I've had friends that barely talk to the people and just meet up and then are burnt out. Yep. There's an easy solution here, right? So I do think that it's kind of counterintuitive, but getting crystal clear of what you're looking for in the sense of what matters. And I'm going to throw it back to this episode again. We always talk about this one, but the brunch talk, the difference between being picky and settling kind of corresponds to this too. We list out the only seven things that matter. You need a gut check like that. And then the Mm -hmm. part where you can be open is what package this person shows up in a bit. There's gonna always be these things that 
that you have as non-negotiables. And some of that is going to be, you know, these more how you feel and how you're treated, which is super important, clearly. But even some features, let's be honest, we all have something that we're unwilling to budge on. Yep. No one is that open, right? And that's okay. Like, we're not going to say that you need to be so open. I think it's the same point is like, if you really can't imagine any life with this person, don't keep going. And maybe don't even go out with them in the first it's place. It's not fair to them either. That's not no. a good time with either of you. I like to tap into my middle school self, the middle school mm. UA, and think... Oh, you're bringing back the eight-year-olds. Here we go. Yes, I am. See? <laughs> Full circle. That's your assignment, y'all. Think about your eight-year-old that self. That was your attention of this. Now I see it. Right? I didn't even know. <laughs> what happens when you're eight years old? Do you have crushes? When you're in middle school, you have crushes on people. I like to think, am I developing a crush on this person? Hmm. A crush is not thinking, is this person my future husband? Do I see myself spending my entire life with this person? Do I see myself having kids with this person? None of that. It's basically, am I excited to see more of this person? Would I be yes. excited if I ran into them on the street, you know, yes, like in I middle like school, and you're like, ooh, <laughs> am I going to run into my crush in the hallway? And then your heart just goes, ooh, I found a little something there. It's nothing that serious, but it is fun. And it makes you look forward to that next encounter. Again, do I feel like I could develop a crush on this person? person versus do I just feel like I'm repulsed by the idea of being around this person? Very polarizing, opposite feelings. And that's a good thing. Like listen to your gut on this and don't force yourself to develop a crush. I think a crush is definitely something that organically comes up. I really like that mentality because it takes the thought process out, which is where a mm -hmm. lot of us end up getting screwed. We think that we yes. can, you know, overthink and thinking is the way to solving a problem. But love is not that way. It doesn't work that way. So no. before we get into more, let's take a quick break. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey. And yet we rate everything in our lives from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of 
THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. I think there's fundamentally two questions that you could ask yourself at the end of every date. Did I enjoy spending time with this person? And did they bring out a good side of me? Mm, I like those two questions. Again, if you're just like wildly unattracted, like there's no way at hell, then that's a situation. But even if you're low to medium attracted, but you're really enjoying hanging out with them, it can grow. Definitely can grow. But I think if it's just an ultimate no, then you can't force it. And you know, this can change over time too. Like I've had an experience where the person really matched up on paper everything I was looking for. Mm-hmm. You probably remember this one. Yes, I do. I think I went on like five or six, maybe even more dates with this guy. And I actually gave it a second chance. Like I had my gut say this was not the right person. And I gave it another chance because I'm like, here's this person that really likes me that seems good on paper. Let me try mm-hmm. again. And you know, I'm a very affectionate person. I kind of cringe to kiss this person. Ooh. We were at a movie movie and I remember him being like oh should we put down you know like the divider on the seat like the armrest <gasps> mm. and I was like oh I need the armrest like that is not me and there was nothing wrong with this person physically like he was an objectively attractive guy right. uh, for whatever reason but I think ultimately now reflecting on it what it was is that I didn't find him funny at all mm. and I didn't feel like we had good conversation and I think that goes back to the two is like does this person and bring out a good side of you he didn't bring out a bad side but I feel like he did not bring out like the witty humorous playful side of me that I like to show in relationships mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like so drawn to him that I couldn't wait to hang out again. It was more like, oh, I should give this person a chance. Not like, I can't wait to like have a great conversation again and have fun on this date. So I would say if I had followed my own advice,
advice back then, I probably could have saved myself and this person some time. Yeah. And you probably could have saved yourself some time if you did, let's say, a video date before even meeting up with them. Yeah. Because then you would know what side of you they bring out on a video date. It's a shame because you were stuck on good on paper. Yes. I've been there. Yes. Probably all of us have been there. So good on paper. You're in love with this person on paper. And just the chemistry, the physical chemistry when you're in person is just not there. That's okay. So here's another thing for me, and maybe this is something that other people can relate to also. I somehow... was really drunk when I showed up on the first date with this person. Mm. I had come from a work happy hour before because I don't think I thought it was going to be anything. It was at the time that I was figuring things out with my ex that had to go back to the UK. So I was kind of like, let me just go on a date to distract myself. Like I didn't think it was going to be anything. So I showed up. I was a little hammered, not going to lie. And (laughs) I remember thinking that like he was so great. We had such Mm -hmm. good connection. We even kissed and it was really good. Mm -hmm. And then the second date was a dud. Like it was such a dud. So maybe some of you can relate to this. Maybe you can't. But I think some of it is the expectations too. It was the good on paper, but it was also that I was trying to get the spark back that I felt the first night. But the reality was I was hammered and that's why I felt the spark. So (laughs) also look at, but you know, I mean, this is something I definitely fell victim to this for a lot of years. I used to just get too drunk on dates because I was probably Mm -hmm. nervous. So maybe our listener, that's happening. Like they're getting drunk on first dates and it's fine. And then date number two, it gets real and it's questionable if there's a connection. So much is looking at your own date behavior too that we don't know clearly. I think it goes back to burnout again. If you're having these dates where you're getting trashed, you're probably (laughs) having to pay for it later in that night or the next day, which just drains your energy. But the other part of this is let's just like put less emphasis on what you're doing on these dates. I know people like to have these really involved second dates where it's like you go for a walk in the park and then you go to dinner and then you do that. You don't need all of that. Again, second date, first date, all of these can be meet and greets. See if you like being around each other instead of making them so involved that you feel like such an investment of your time time that you have to make the best use of it. It doesn't have to be that way. We have also heard the opposite where people go on these eight hour dates. Oh my God, we had this amazing date where we couldn't stop talking. It was like eight hours and we, you know, we were just so into the date and then nothing happens next. Nobody's asking each other out on that third date. Because again, you're focusing more on the date itself than the time spent with this person. So just less emphasis on what you're doing on these dates. It's really just about being around each other in each other's company. I think momentum is so important too. Because sometimes this happens when there's a big gap between dates that you have in your mind, oh, this is someone interesting. Two to three weeks go by. Then you have your second date and you're like, ugh. I don't know what I thought was there isn't there anymore. Yeah. My current partner, when we met, he just, you know, he's very wanting to hang out because he just was having a good time. And I was too. And it didn't give me that much time to think about things. And I'm not saying that like, oh, I fell into this relationship. I'm trapped. But more of I was just saying, okay, am I having fun with this person? That's all I was thinking about. And do I want to see them again? Do I like being around them? Do I like who I am around them? The answer was all yes. So I just kept seeing him. And that's how it developed. And I think we overthink, we give too much time, what you were saying, we put too much emphasis on the activity, less on just the connection. There's so many reasons why things can fall apart at date two, 
There's a pivotal moment in the early stages of dating. Like we're saying, yes, don't give as much weight to every last date. But let's be honest, we all do to some degree. We can probably lower it a little. But date one, I think it's just like, who is this person? That's my first impression. Where date two, there's kind of this switch that happens of, okay, is this someone I could see myself with? So try to like pull back the instincts to analyze it at that stage and just focus on those two questions. I mean, even our Facebook community, people are always like, oh, I'm going on the second date or I'm going on this third date with someone. What should we do? And they're trying to crowdsource these ideas. And I think that's actually the wrong question to be asking. It's (laughs) not what you do is how you're spending your time. And relationships work in that you keep hanging out until you don't. That's that's what a relationship is. You just keep hanging out until you both don't hang out. Oversimplified, but true. Yes. So if Every time you hang out, think of it as like a gift in its own. You're unwrapping the gift thinking, hmm, what's in this box today? And that's it. You don't need to string the gifts together. You don't have to think about, is this gift going to benefit me in the future? It's really about the gift at hand. And let it surprise you. Let it delight you. If you're like, actually, this is a nice gift, but I don't think I need this in my life. Then you give the gift back, right? You don't need to keep hanging out and opening each other's presents. (laughs) I'm really thinking about Christmas, aren't I? (laughs) I am ready for the holidays, but I wish people could really understand this because I think what you said, Julie, is also exactly what I experienced with my partners that you don't even have a chance to think about when's our next day? Are we going to hang out? Is this a person for me? Am I losing interest? You just keep hanging out yeah. <laughs> until you realize, oh shit, we've been hanging out for a while. I guess we're in a relationship. <laughs> I guess this is something. This has got to be something. <laughs> like it sounds like you're falling into things, but I do think we put so much emphasis on being so analytical and I don't know if it's always serving us. And you and I are clearly analytical people, so we're not yes. saying that as people that aren't. But I've had to actively train myself to not think as much. And you know, this podcast of just how do I feel around this person? I certainly took that in with my partner. And that Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily something I was as focused on before. And I really recommend that to this person, right? And whoever else might have this question. You hear a lot like, do the two date default. You have to know your own patterns also, I think. There's some people that maybe give everyone a chance. And then there's other people that don't give anyone a chance. Like, see how you fall on that spectrum and then adapt accordingly. I think if you're someone that tends to give every last person a chance you don't need to do a two date default (laughs) like that's just gonna set it up but you know it's so hard because you hear dating advice and you're like i should follow this but a lot of it is attuning it to your own way of being essentially if you are the type of person who loves going on dates and people give you energy yeah and you feed off of their energy go for it give everyone a fucking chance like just (laughs) date everyone good for you if you're in the other bucket of only certain people energize you and others drain you then you just got to be a little discerning in who you spend your time with IRL right so that's ultimately we control and manage our own time so we should be able to say I'm going to choose to spend my time not with this person or with myself and that's okay it's your life that's a really good gut check too does this person drain me I remember going out to dinner once with some one and I was like, I would rather be at home watching Netflix right now. Yeah. Like, this is so painful. 
you're not going to have a relationship with that person. Like a relationship is no. basically spending all this time with someone. Oh, so gosh, if you're pushing yeah. yourself to spend time with someone now, it's not going to work. Mm-mm. It's not going to work. I do think like things can develop more. But if you're just fundamentally drained by someone, never. And if you're someone that's drained by everyone, then that's something to talk about in therapy. <laughs> then you probably shouldn't be dating. Yeah, let's work on that first. Cool. Well, I think that sums it up. Know yourself at the end of the day. That's so core to it. And really check in on how you're feeling on this date. That will give you the decision to go, should I push forward or should I cut it off? Another good brunch talk on the wraps. You can always send in your questions by emailing us hello at datablepodcast.com or you can DM us on Instagram at datablepodcast is the handle. Keep those questions coming. Okay, we'll see you next week for brunch. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.